Welcome back to Impact and Chill. Well, we have a very special episode that uh, we're going to be recording today. So if you are listening to this, which is going to be the future, um, we were going to give you a bit of a bit of an insight. So we're not going to go through the normal formalities that we normally do, but uh, I, I think we'll quickly go straight to John. John, how are you, bro? What's good with you, my man? Aaron, it's a, it's a very tough weekend for me and my family. Again, for those that are listening, you may have heard the story. If you haven't, roll back a few episodes. Absolutely, episode one will give it to you, but there's been plenty other episodes where I've mentioned this before. But uh, this weekend, my friend, is a tough one. We are, uh, my family and I are in a season where this weekend is the full-on 12-month anniversary of our son passing away. It's actually October 30, uh, which is Monday coming up for us in the U.S. And bro, that's the title of this thing. So you know what? Let's call it out right now. The 12-month anniversary. Yep. So, you know, uh, this is, you know, this one, this one's tough, Aaron. I, I'll tell you, man, it's tough because we got to have this conversation, right? Mm. This conversation, and you and I spoke offline, this conversation tonight is about where we're at today where you and I are at in our friendship and our brotherhood, where I'm at with my family. And man, you know, what's so cool about this, bro, is I'm so grateful to say this, that I am here. Mm. I'm grateful for being here, for being in this moment that walking through an entire year of pain is not something that is, it's not easy, bro not easy and it's not something that i would wish upon uh you know my worst enemy i guess that's the best way the cliche way to say it but but brother there's so many moments that my life has been saved has been changed has been moved that be here it's a superpower i I said this to you before bro but it's a superpower that you develop over these 12 months and I'm here for it, bro. So, you know, obviously people on here know, or at least you may know my story, obviously sharing it here again with you. But Aaron, as, as somebody that's my brother, you've been with me, bro, through this journey. Mm-hmm. I want to hear from you, bro. Let, let's, I kick this off, but I also want to hear from you as my brother, you know, how has how has this journey been for you? You know, true friendship um, becomes very evident with the uh, the people that are in your corner that not necessarily are trying to give you answers, trying to give you solutions. Um, all I've tried to be through this whole thing is just someone there to support you from afar, just to go, "Hey, man, I'm here for you." Um, and it's all about that. Hey, let's again have the conversations that need to be had when they need to have. I'm probably forcing this one a little bit, uh, because it is so raw. 
Um, and, and we know this is going to be a really, a really tough one with some of the stuff that's going to come up. Uh, but I think it's actually really important because the, um, you know, we started this podcast because we knew that this was going to be a healing journey in its form. Um, and this is part of that. Um, and as men, we need to fucking talk more. As men, we need to open up more. As men, you need to fucking stop being um, so closed off from a heart space. Once you start to open up your heart, that's when you start to realize that you can offer so much good to the world. And so for me, it was being and letting you know that, hey, I'm just here. I'm here for you, bro. Um, and I didn't need to try and understand. It, that wasn't my place. I, I cannot imagine what you went through and what you're constantly still going through. I mean, I lost my parents, but it's different when you've lost a son. And I think from my perspective, it's like, yes, I'm lucky to still have mine, but to watch you through this journey to the conversations that we've had frequently, the resilience that you've shown, the strength that you're showing, the courage that you've shown to continue to level up, continue to not let this thing beat you. Um, for me has been a fuel. It's been, fuck it. If John can do this and if John can step up and all I'm doing is just being there to be a, a soundboard, fuck yeah, cool. Let's just be a soundboard. If I've helped you see things a little clearer, just based on our conversations, um, if I've helped you have a little bit more strength and courage to fucking pick up and fight a little bit more, awesome. That's my place. So I think what we needed to do is what where I see the world is at the moment, and we speak about it all the time. There's so many weak fucking men, but there's weak men because they're constantly playing victim. They're constantly in that narcissistic uh, mentality or that gaslighters. It's just like, shut the fuck up. Just be there as a decent human being. Just open up your heart a little bit because someone's wanting your space. Someone's wanting just for you to fucking listen. And so for me, just to be here and, and, I'll go on to the Monat business as well. You know, it's a brotherhood. Um, and this is an absolute extension of that because we, we've said on many occasions, we're here for each other. Whatever capacity that that looks like, we're here for each other. But the other thing also um, that I want to uh, kind of bring to light is that I'll listen to you and I'll listen to what you're going through. But also at the end of that conversation, oh, great, I hear you, bro. Where do we go from here? How do we move past this? What's our next step? And I think that's real a real key for you because you're starting to tell yourself that same conversation in your own mind. And that is just a testament to where you are now compared to where you were. But it still does not make this any easier. This is the 12-month anniversary. Like the, the memories will flood through. The, the nightmare will then all of a sudden be on repeat constantly you know it probably hasn't even hasn't finished it's been a constant repeat like every single day from the day that you heard it yes you have grief groups yes you have other people around you that um, are experiencing the same thing and I want to ask you I mean naturally your family's gotten a lot tighter in these last 12 months there was a really rough period there where you neither of you knew what to do to be able to move past it. Right now in this moment, how important is it for you to know that you've got, and and we call it your people, we call it you know your your circle, 
how is how important is it to ensure that your circle is strong and supportive enough for you to be able to, to to see you for you wow dude that's a good question aaron let me let me start with this man is there's a song lyric that i i think about based off of what you just said and it's you make sure i always see the daylight right and isn't that what friendship is dude is man in all this darkness you and for those that can't see us because we're coming to you on on our platforms aaron's in a black shirt i'm in a black hoodie my microphone is black his microphone is black like that <laughs> we're all blacked out but in all of this he still shows me the daylight and points to it even if i'm not looking for it and and i love that lyric i love that song because it it makes it such an awareness brother and and i'll tell you right now the way that i look at my direct family now versus the way i did 6 months ago 8 months ago when when to be quite honest man you just don't know if you're going to make it aaron you don't a dude i've had several conversations with you multiple conversations with you about this you don't know you don't know and you don't know if you're strong enough you doubt yourself every day as a man like look i can't i cannot function like this but you know what ends up happening over these times aaron first of all you grow you develop you understand you start to become self-aware and i want to put that out there first what i had to do was become self-aware before I could absorb their energy, I had to be aware of who either I was, who I wanted to become, or who who, who was I in those moments. So, bro, it was tough, man, because I didn't know. And because we were all on our own island, grieving on our own ship, if you will, it made it worse. So in this 12 months, um, what are we calling this? Uh, just we're honoring the 12 months, right? That's what we're calling it now. We're not calling it anything else but an honorary thing. It's it's a time now, Aaron, where I look at these people and I go, I'm responsible for these people. Bro, when you say that as a man, if you say that out loud, not just, oh, this is my wife and this is my daughter, and oh uh, dude. When it gets bigger than that, and you go, I'm responsible for them. I need to make sure that they are taken care of, bro. It It's a purpose that outside of the dailies that a man goes through, where like you say, you know, you just go out there and you complain about work and you complain about your boss, and you complain about this, you come home and the wife pisses you off and this, that. Yeah, those are all real things. I'm not saying it's perfect by any means. It's not. But when you take a step back, step step out of your own little fucked up ego, you know what, though? Is there somewhere else you would rather be? Is there some other place that would just be better than this? Fuck. Bro, it's all bullshit, Aaron. It's, it's all phony, dude. It's all carved out in this fake universe that is the internet. Right? Where, oh, this grass is greener. And, oh, if you go here, you're going to have the perfect life. Fuck no. That's not what this is. 
this life was given to you for a reason. And if you're sitting here complaining about it, guess what? You chose it. You chose the partner. You chose to live the certain ways that you live. But guess what's cool about that? It's also your choice to live a different way. And so, bro, in these 12 months, to have them where they're at today, I've grown. They've grown. Yes. Do we fucking hurt every single day? Hell yes, we do. We hurt every day. And there's there's days that are way worse than others. There are days that that we have some good days. And I'm here for all of it, but now I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know if absorb is the right word because I think that I do, but I'm able to be aware of it now. Does that make sense? So when, when I recognize somebody is down, I'm like, what, what can I do? Right. Can we, can we say that out loud? What can I do for you? And I don't mean like, let me fix your pain. I mean, in this moment, what can I do, right? So, bro, and it's not even something you have to even say out loud in some cases. Perfect example, bro, I'll share this with you short and simple, is when you do things two or three steps ahead of your partner, it's almost like you're thinking with their mind, bro, it's a game changer. In a marriage, in a partnership, and even in a friendship, dude, it's it's a game changer when you go, you know what? I took the liberty of helping you out here. Nobody's ever going to be like, why the fuck did you do that? That was dumb. I didn't want that. Or I didn't want, dude, no, because it's gratitude. You know what you're expressing there? I'm grateful for you. So I thought about you, bro. You can't tell me, Aaron, and, and anybody listening, you can't tell me that somebody says they were thinking about you. Doesn't that make you feel good? Hey, I thought about you today. Really? What did you think about? Oh, you know, I was just thinking about that one time we had the conversation and we were both laughing or, you know, I thought about that one time when we went here or, dude, that is the best feeling and there's nothing bigger. And I know I went off topic here a little bit, but there's nothing bigger than being able to go, I got you to, and not only do I got you to, here's what I did to even go a step further. They both just got back from vacation. And when I picked them up, I had them drinks, uh, teas, that their favorite tea in the, in the vehicle. Because as they got in the car, do you know what they asked? Do you think we can stop and get a, and I'm like, oh, you mean these? <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> got you. Bro, it's, it's so good, Aaron. And so that to me is how I cope with the day-to-days is how could I serve? And it just grows from there, bro. And you know what? You didn't get off topic at all, bro. Uh, that's just absolutely perfect with where you're at, where you've come from. But I think also now the stronger connection that you have with your family. And look, a lot of people say that family are everything. And yeah, to a degree they are. And I think through grief, you'd find in some places that two things are going to happen. You're either going to be completely separated and you're both going to come from completely different places. And there's a lot of either greed or or jealousy or, or something there, or you're going to come really, really close together. Um, you know, I'm not going to go off topic at all too much, but in my case, there was complete separation with my family. Um, it's strange. I think with my entire uh, family on my mum and my dad's side, even my siblings, I only speak to a, a cousin occasionally um, and an uncle. That is it out of my entire family. Um, so for me, my rock is my son. So with you and the conversations we have, um, 
it's important. And this one quote that you constantly say to me, constantly, I think it's probably at least once a week, tomorrow's never promised. You know, when we're talking about business, we talk about uh, money, we're organizing an event or a launch event or something like that. And they're saying, yeah, I want to do it in three weeks time or whatever it is, but I'm not really sure. And you come up and say, yeah, but is that promised? I'm like, holy fuck. So like, shit. Yep. That's just a, like, you know what, from, um, um, if you really do come from a heart place um, and your heart's completely open and all you want to do is be a service and just want to help people out as much as you possibly can and not expect anything back in return, you're not coming from a greedy perspective. You're not coming from an ego perspective. When you hear that, it kicks you in the nuts. Like it's something that just hits hard. And this is also when you look at it and go, you know what? Fuck, I actually got to make today count. Today. Nothing else. Fucking today. So therefore, I'm not afraid to actually start turning around to people and tell them how much I appreciate them. I'm not afraid to do that because tomorrow's Never guaranteed. Now, I want to I wanna ask you something. Tell us about your son. Jaden Nash was, is, excuse me, is. He, he's this kid, Aaron, and let me, <laughs> let me go back a bit here, but, you know, Man, dude, he he is when he was young, when he was when he was little, he was just this ball of energy. I'm talking sun happening. I'm talking about Saturday morning cartoons, SpongeBob in his SpongeBob underwear. That's it, nothing else. Uh with a with a drink in his hand, whether uh, his favorite was strawberry milk. That was what he, he and what he would do is he would grab a, a bite of his of his sandwich and he'd jump off and he'd go watch TV until he was done and come back. So Jaden is just his ball of his energy just was enough to just when he was little keep you moving. Dude, you could not sit down for two seconds without that kid being in something, dude. Always and forever. And then we moved to our house, right? So at the time, you know, that I explained that we were in our apartment and then we moved to our house and we were moving to our house. Uh, he always wanted to help. So I had like yard work I had to do. He was just, he was always that kid that just wanted to be dirty, wanted to be in, in the dirt. And one particular case, I actually left a hammer out and uh, we were kind of removing some stuff out of the, out of the dirt. And he took the hammer, started hammering, on this piece of like iron. Well, the, the hammer was so heavy that it bounced back up and knocked him in his head. <laughs> and thankfully, uh, he ran the house screaming, but thankfully it was just a scratch. And it wasn't anything more. Cause Oh my gosh, that hammer was sharp. But, uh, dude, we, we always joked with him that w whatever was going to happen, it was going to happen to this kid. Cause he was just always into something. Uh, funny story too, Aaron, we actually had a big dumpster out front of our house and, uh, <laughs> He, him and his cousin, my nephew, thought it would be good to get plastic bags and go collect spiders in the dumpster. Dude, he comes inside, he comes inside the house, him and his cousin with the plastic bag full of spiders. Like, what the and fuck? we're like, what are you doing? Get those out of here. He starts to walk out. 
dude, there's one. And I'm pointing to my chest here. There's one on his chest. Right. And we're like, Oh, that's cool. What's that one's name? Dude. He looked down and his whole face lit up red. He was like, Whoa, I didn't know that was there. Dude ran outside. <laughs> got an But he was just a kid that was just in everything, bro. Just everything, man. And then fast forward to the teenagers, early teenager. I had him, I had him coached in baseball for 10 years uh, from the time he was five years old, he was old enough and eligible all the way up until his freshman year of high school. That that was the time I could coach him. And dude worked hard. He was always really short and chunky, right? He's just a short and chunky kid. You know, he, he just he's a late bloomer. And uh, one of the first jobs that he ever got was at a dog wash place, which we're still absolutely friends. And, and really, they're like our family, uh, the owner, Kelly, she's such a really good friend of ours, and she's just a staple into, into everything we've done. Um, but he got a job there and, you know, really just did a, a phenomenal job. Went on to, I helped him get a job at Top Golf. And Top Golf was one of those jobs where all of a sudden, dude, he went from short and chunky to tall. Jawline came in, started getting a little bit of stubble. Uh, was working out with me in the gym. So he started kind of looking nice and bro, he just, you know, I, I stay in contact with a lot of his friends. We, we both do my, his, my wife and I, and um, his friends just always say that he just was a light. And what I mean by that, bro, is he would literally just, if you were having a bad day, he recognized it. He was aware of it. And I love it because that's where my space is today. It's almost like, I said, here, dad, here's what you got. Here's the superpower. And uh, he just used it, bro, to just help people through their tough times. He used it for this just such good, just, he was just using it for so, so much good. His friends were just like, they would make him laugh. If if they were having a grumpy day, within minutes, they would be smiling. He just had this aura about him where he was just, and then even as he got older, he still was just constantly moving. Never wanted to, couldn't just sit and watch a movie with us without going, I, I want to make plans to have a sleepover at my friend's house. My friends and I want to go to the movies. My friends and I want to do this. When he was younger, it was, hey, can I go down the street to so-and-so or can he come over and spend the night here? Dude, it was just, the guy was just always moving. He was just destined for for just greatness, man. And, and it was just awesome. As his dad, it was just awesome to watch. And so I know that's probably a, a, a good summary for you, Aaron. But I just will tell you, man, it just, you know, this kid was just so full of energy and what I taught him to be was just a good person. All I ever wanted him to do was just, you know what? You just don't know. And I remember saying these things, even when I was still kind of coming into my own and, and you know, really absorbing those energies, right? Is is just be a good person. You don't know what people are going through. And this was even before, like, again, where I'm at today versus how I raised them. It just felt like I was still saying those same things. And he took that and they would just say that, you know, even at Top Golf, Top Golf, you talk to the people there that are swinging the clubs. He says he would have start a conversation and be next thing you know, it's two hours later. 
and they're coming up looking for him because he's supposed to be running the floor and he got stuck with one gentleman talking for two hours about and i asked him i said what did you guys talk about he goes i don't know we were just talking <laughs> and bro it's just so damn good because that's what we need more of in this world we need people to just freaking open their mouth you just don't know so bro i hope that answered your question i hope you got a little bit of grasp on what kind of kid that he is he's just the energy is so badass i, I don't even know any other way to describe it other than just bad a bunch of badassery. That's what I'll call that. <laughs> Badass. Absolutely. But I do have some more questions because I mean, the story's not here. This is not over. So what was he doing up until, um, up until he passed? Well, we, until he left this, this earth, because he's still around. He's, we know he's guiding you every single minute of the day. Yeah. Um, so there's some pretty incredible things that are happening in your life. So what was he doing for work? What was he doing? What was his, um, yeah, pastime like what was he doing for fun like um tell us a little bit about yeah. that so he worked he was still at top golf um you know he had climbed the ranks knew all the positions was up for a manager role uh just just phenomenal i mean and i remember when he started that job it was so he was so nervous, but yet so excited. And, and you know what's crazy, Aaron, is that was the exact type of job he needed. He needed that job because it was talking to people. It wasn't just, you know, line cook in the back where you don't talk to nobody. It wasn't, you know, just one one dimensional. It was he needed to be available in all parts of his because he's such a busy kid. That's what it was. So he's working at Top Golf at the time, which again, I can't say nothing. I could say so many good things about Top Golf. They just, they really, you know, it's like I, I say before, Aaron, you, you know, the people that are real, you know, when this is all said and done. And man, the people at Top Golf, dude, wow, just, just epic how, how they took care of our family in, in these moments after. It just, such a beautiful thing, such a beautiful thing, what they did and how they came through for us in those moments. His hobbies, well, he was a big shoe head. He loved shoes. He just shoes upon shoes. And I will tell you, bro, he had a nice little bank account going. Once he got into that shoe ba- that shoe game, and then when he got a girlfriend, the bank account slowly <laughs> but surely went away, bro. <laughs> and uh, But, you know, he was there for it, dude. And I just, you know, my wife and I, we were never really like harping on him about what to do with his money. We just wanted him to live the life that he wanted to live. And, and, you know, of course, you know, obviously there's little lessons we could give him about saving money and, and stuff like that. But bro, the end of it all, man, I just, I can remember being a teenager and my parents telling me that save my, save your money. And I'm like, why? Yeah. I yeah. want to go spend it as soon as I get it. You're a teenager. You don't know any better. And, mm. and bro, to be quite honest with you, it, when I really truly tell you that as a parent, I had no regrets with him. I had no regrets because the talks we had were beautiful when he made mistakes. Uh, you know, the talks we had about it were awesome. I mean, he just, he, he understood now, did he test like most teenagers do? Hell yeah, he did. But it was just one of those things where we needed to let him live. Um, you know, uh, and, and I don't know, people say a, a good life. I don't even know if it was that it was just, how, how do you, how do you live? You have to live a certain way to, to fill your soul. I guess that's the best way I could describe it, Aaron. 
And for him, it was his friends were his his biggest fans. He had two very good best friends that, you know, you know, obviously his one best friend was with him, but his other best friend is a staple in our life forever. Constantly comes over and visits. Dude, you tell me what 19 year old will go visit the parents' house a year later and sit there for two, three hours and have an actual conversation, dude. It's just, it's so beautiful to see. So yeah, he had that going on for him. He was looking into a trade. So he wanted, he didn't, uh, college wasn't in his thing. That wasn't his thing at all. I'm here for it. I respect that. Now it's not for everybody. He wanted a trade. He wanted to do some sort of, you know, whether it was journeyman for, you know, the plumbing world, or, you know, he wanted to get into cars, he, dude, he was that kid. And I, and you know, what's crazy. Aaron? he had this confidence about himself that you believed him. Mm. Like, you know, you meet people like that. You're like, damn, you know what? This guy says this and I believe him. He's not bullshitting. But it was just because of what my wife and I instilled in him. We we instilled a lot of, hey, you can, you know, you can do whatever you want. Whatever you want, you can go do. You just, you just have to work your ass off to do it. Mm-hmm. Not going to come to you for free. We'll be here. We have your back. But we're not going to be those type of parents to just give it to you. You're going to have to work your butt off. So that's where he was at, bro. That's That's where he was at leading up to it. I love that. Yeah. Not like uh, school that gives you a participation medal for fucking everything that you do. No, you're actually real life. Okay. What did he teach you? Uh, Hang on. I Let me rephrase that. What is he teaching you? L- let me, let me say this, Aaron. I, I believe that, you know, he, I I was, you know, the dad that I was for him or that I am for him. I I so wanted him to just be good in this world. That's all I ever wanted. So, you know, I didn't want him hurting people. I didn't want him hurting people's feelings. I always wanted him to just be so good to people. And bro, he was, he is, he's such a good, you know, he's so good. And, and, uh, in, in the time leading up to it, I got nothing but compliments and he's so polite. He's so good spoken. He's so good hearted. He'll give you the shirt off his back, bro. We I can remember times in high school when he would go to lunch with his friends, we would see his bank account, you know, 40, $50 at McDonald's. And we're like, what did you get at McDonald's? He's like, Oh, so-and-so didn't have money. So I just got him. I got him his lunch. Dude, we can't be mad at that, bro. You know what that is? That's just a good person right there, man. Now, you know, and we're not saying you had to do it all the time and he didn't do it all the time, but he just was a type of kid that would just give you the shirt off his back. So what he's teaching me now, Aaron, it's twofold, right? It's like this. Why I can mark this podcast at the 12-month anniversary and I can truly say that I'm still here and that I'm doing this podcast with you and that you and I are in the Monette business and that, you know, you and I are moving mountains to serve others is because of the fact that that's what I was teaching him to be. And why would that stop? I think that's the biggest thing, bro, is why would it stop now when all I ever do did every day for that kid was tell him, get up and go just be a good human being. So why would I not take my own advice now, Aaron? 
Why would that not happen? Why would I go? Yes, there's days when I feel like curling up into a ball and into a corner and not seeing the world. And I'm just so hurt and I'm so angry and I'm so upset, frustrated, painful. But bro, you know what's awesome? Is when you hear from somebody that says that you helped them get through their life or their, their pain, or that every week that they listen to our podcast, that they're just, they're hit right in the heart with something that you and I said. And everybody that I share my story with, they tell me, John, how are you even here? I admire you for still being here. I don't know what I would be able to do. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't either. I can't answer that question. All I know is that my purpose in this life now is to honor my son. And the way that I honor my son is by doing the work that I was performing for him, right? The, the work that I was instilling in him, stuff that I was telling him, I now need to take out into this world. I need to honor him. And so, bro, that's what he's teaching me now is it's, it's just being a good human being in this world. And for people that absolutely need it, it's it just, again, I said this again, it's it's a superpower that you end up developing. You end up getting to this place of, of um, awareness for people's hurt. And when they, when you, when you share your story, they go, I have no, I, I had no idea because you don't walk around with a dark cloud over your head. You're grateful. And yet you still have enough energy to, to help me. Like, what is that like? But bro, you know what that does, man, is it really just unlocks this, this journey for people where they go, you know, just like you said, just a few minutes ago, if John can do it, I could do it. And, and I'm nobody, bro, this is the thing. I'm not some therapist, trained professional, nothing, dude. I literally just, I live with pain every day, like most. And I do my best to not be part of the problem, but more part of the solution. So you better believe that I'm not going to be a jerk to you. I will absolutely be there for you with every last little bit of energy I have, bro. And that's, that's the message I want to put out there on this podcast too. It's a beautiful message. It's an absolutely beautiful message. And um, I thank you for, for sharing. Uh, I know there were times in the conversation that they uh, have been pretty hard. Um, and yeah, you know, it's, it's not hard to get choked up. Um, and I uh, applaud you for for showing up today. I appreciate you. I see your brother, so thank you. One thing I want to ask, though, because um, as the time that we're recording this, um, it's, a, it's a few days for the actual moment. How are you going to honor him 12, 12 months on? <laughs> so, and if you guys can hear, I'm a little nasally just because it's uh, been, there's been some tears. So, um, I will say this, Aaron, it's so cool because all of his friends want to be here at our house. They want to be right here in this house. And we have some things set up around the house, some cool pictures, and the kids just want to be here. They want to be in our space to sit and share stories. And we're going to have some of his favorite food. His favorite food consisted of Chick-fil-A. Uh, mac and cheese. He was a big Buffalo, Buffalo tenders with some ranch. You know, he, he just, he loved all those foods. We're going to have them out in a spread for him. We're going to sit around the table and just laugh 
have some fun and just, you know, again, we're not, one of the kids said it very clearly. She's a really good friend of his. And she said, you know, I'm really glad you're not calling it a celebration. So that's not what we're doing. We're not celebrating anything. It's not a celebration. We, we honored the celebration already. That already happened. Now it's just take that word off. We're honoring him for this day because this day now deserves an honorary talk every year. It's, it's a, it's a date that will always be special. And so we honor him for that, that that's his special day. And that's what we'll do. And yes, it's going to be hard, but you know, what makes it beautiful, Aaron, is bringing a bunch of strangers together that were never supposed to be in the same room. Because to be quite honest, Aaron, I can go all the way back, dude. Brother, you and I, man, I don't know that we developed this kind of relationship. And, and I'm not saying because of that, right? It's not That's not what I'm saying because there was multiple factors in it. But you don't. I saw this quote, dude, and it, it was something to the effect of the hardest time in your life will show you who really cares, right? And, I, and I'm ad-libbing that quote a little bit, but, but dude, the people that I thought would be there are not there. And the people that came out of left field that continued to check on me, such as yourself, are still here. And the relationship that I left behind is now here with you, one of them to move forward on. So I know, again, I, I went long winded on your answer, but yeah, bro, we, we don't, we don't know what this life holds or who's going to be real and who's going to be fake until you go through something like this. That's when, you know, amazing, man. Amazing. Anything you want to, anything you want to add? Because I, I think we're, we're we're going to leave it on a very not a somber note, but we're going to leave it on a very a humble note and a and a very. There's a strong message behind that. There's a as a there's a huge amount of uh, emotion and love that's been poured out in this. Anything you want to leave behind? What message do you want to leave behind for people that uh, are listening to this? You know the the message is simple, Aaron, and. Um... It's just one that is so important for all of us to know. And, and you said it best, right? And, and I say it all the time is tomorrow's not promised. Make sure that whatever you're doing in this life, you're doing it all the way to the fullest. We call it going all in. We call it that we're here for it. You know, it, it's... I don't know. I, I've got a lot of emotions going on right now, but I, I I'll say this, Aaron is there's no better time than right now to call that person and tell them you love them to hug your kid just a little tighter, to have that phone call that you've been waiting for ever on, uh, you know, I'm not saying that be going, we're going out there and just doing whatever the hell we want. No, that's not what I'm saying, but whatever means something to you. Now's the time. Now, today, right now, as you're listening to this, as soon as you take this earbud out, go. Just push go and go as fast as you can. Because one of the things that I know with my boy is that he was one of those people that would 
go as fast as he possibly could and ask for forgiveness later. <laughs> I don't know if that was necessarily the right thing. Perfect. But, game. you know, he, he just, he lived his life all the way to the fullest. And that's all you could ever want in this life is to live to the fullest. If you can't live to the fullest and you're half-assing it, guess what? You're missing out on all this other world that's out there. And if you just take the damn blinder off for a minute, you see that it's not as scary as you think it is. And it, and so it starts right here. It starts with, and I'm pointing to my heart, but it starts right there. You know, who do you want to be? You know, the cool thing is we could be whoever the hell we want. There's enough jerks and assholes out there to go around. I don't think we need any more of those. So who else do you want to be? Be the change you want to see. I know that's very cliche, but be the change you want to see. So that's what I'll leave us with, bro. I'm getting even more emotional. So yeah, let's wrap it up, man. Let's wrap it up. Man, that was that was perfect. Guys, you heard it. Tomorrow's never promised. We're going to leave a little bit of a catchphrase. I think we've been trying to search for one, and I think we've just found it. Tomorrow's never promised. Go all in. Guys, appreciate you listening in. Thank you, John. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, bro. Love you, brother. Thank you, everybody. Until next time, we'll see you soon. Take care, guys.